Glory to Jesus Christ, Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their history, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is the story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianmedia.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I am your host, Father Loya. And I am Father Loya. Oh, with a real Father Loya, please stand up. <laughs> yes, I am Father Thomas Loya. You also heard the voice of my cousin, Father Joseph Loya. He's a professor at Villanova University in the Philadelphia area. He is also a priest that belongs to the Augustinian order. He's a Byzantine priest, but can also function in the Latin Rite, correct, Father Joseph? That is absolutely correct. Well, welcome to Light of the East, Father Joseph, and glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. Well, the two of us are here, Fathers Loya. We also have other Father Loyas in our family. We have other Father Loyas who we, of course, are praying are resting in heaven. Now, those who have gone on, like my grandfather, Father John Loya, and so on. But because we are priests, we obviously have answered the call to vocations. And maybe it would be an interesting topic and also a timely one because we're always looking for vocation. We're always concerned with vocations in the church, east and west. We're always praying for vocations. It might be interesting to take this opportunity with two vocations with the name Loya to talk about vocation. Let us begin with a consideration of the root meaning of the word vocation. It comes from the Latin vocatio, which means to summon or from vocare, which means to call. And I would like to offer a just a, a short thought about the concept of vocation as related to the concept of gift. Examples of a call that is also a gift in its widest sense is that we are, in a sense, called into life by our Creator God. Life, of course, is a gift. We are called into relationship with God in Christian life through baptism. Thus, Christian life is a gift, a call issued through parents who want the very best for their children, an eternally valuable gift that shouldn't be discarded or lost, either carelessly or deliberately. And help me enumerate Cousin Tom, the uh, traditional calls or vocations. There is to the state of marriage, to the state of ordained ministry, mm -hmm. to both married and ordained ministry, which pertains to the Eastern tradition, and something about which the Roman tradition now seems willing to talk about recovering. Mm -hmm. And of course, 
the call to monasticism, the vowed life as a monk or a nun. All of these are gifts that are both of and to the body of Christ. Yes, and it's important to make a distinction because oftentimes, Father Joe, I'm sure you experience the same thing. People will ask me about vocation. How do I know I have a vocation? Or especially single people will say, mm-hmm. is, is there such a thing as, as a vocation to being single? Because it mm-hmm. seems like I'm going to be maybe single the rest of my life. Is that a vocation? Am I called to be single? And as far as I know, the church would answer, not just me, but the church would answer this way, that there is two vocations, two Vs, a big V, I'll call it big V, and a small V in terms of vocation. Big V vocation means something that has two qualities. It is open to permanence, and it is a total, complete gift of self. Another way of saying it would be that a person, in a sense, is espoused, or they're like married. In other words, they give themselves over to someone else or some other body. For the celibate, of course, they give themselves over to Christ and to the body of the church. For a married person, of course, they give themselves over entirely to another person, their spouse. So the major or capital V, big V, has to do with these two qualities. And that's what we mean by vocation in the strictest sense. But yes, there are small V vocations. A person has a vocation, maybe maybe they're, they're what they might call their job or their career or some kind of special work that they do, charity work or some other type of gift that they have that they use a lot to serve humanity. And they do it for maybe a good part of their life or all their life, or they've always had this gift or ability. That would be what we might call small V vocation. So there are smaller vocations, but there are two basic fundamental capital V vocations. And again, it's permanent and it's the total gift of self. Very fine distinctions to make, uh, Cousin Tom. But whether big V or small V, I would uh, suggest that the process of discernment that either one calls for, sometimes in the life of especially young adults, and something else we share besides our ordained ministry is a special ministry to to young adults in our past, that discernment comes to them as a is experienced by them as a pressure. Yes, yeah. And so what in the situations where, for example, I was giving a retreat to uh, a group of young adults and on personal counseling, their question, what does God really want of me? What yes. is God calling me to? I always thought it helpful to try to take the uh, pressure off mm-hmm. the discernment process. And this is how... Uh, I attempt to do it, and it seems to get a positive, effective response. To the question, what does God want from me and want of me? What is God calling me to? First of all, it's the same for every person, and that is that what God wants for you, what God wants for me, is a larger part in our lives than we are currently allowing him. Mm-hmm. And I suggest as an experiment, as a challenge, to allow God a larger part in whatever they do as a dimension to all that they do. And I invite them to accept it as a challenge of faith, of trust, that whenever they do this, then all the larger, you know, big V, small V pressures, Mm -hmm. seems to clarify themselves and things will work out no matter what 
avenue that they choose. Yeah, it's a matter of living the, I call it a spirituality of gift. In other words, mm-hmm. Make a gift to yourself, no matter what walk of life you're in. Just think and live in terms of gift. If you're a single, make that a gift. In other words, make become and be and live the best you can be as a single. In other words, look at your own talents and gifts and ask yourself, how and where can I be a gift of myself or make a gift of myself in this moment to this person, whatever it is they need or to this organization or group or whatever. And and you're right, then if, if then God kind of takes care of the rest. In other words, the 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 clarity of discernment can can come more easily that way if you just kind of turn our, our thoughts towards making that gift of self in whatever walk of life we're in, whatever state we're in or status we're in, whether it's the big B, little B, we're single, whatever. Mm. If you make that gift of self, even, even people are in vocation sometimes have to be reminded that it's about making a gift of self. You know, it's not just you know, you know, grinding through some kind of walk of life with with all of its rules or restrictions and so on. It's about making that gift of self, and perhaps to um, consider uh, the opposite side of the coin. Yes, um, vocation is a is a gift and is called is a call to forgiving. Uh, it's just not all emptying oneself out without, in return receiving right uh, and uh, I suggest that a criterion uh, for um, realizing that one truly is following one's true calling is that they seem to be receiving back more than that they're giving <laughs> right. and that and all of that um, is a grace uh, you know. Father Joe, my cousin, his brother is also a priest, Father John Loya, and he would always say that God can never be outdone in generosity. <laughs> There's sometimes a, they call it a 10 to 1 ratio. For every bit of giving you give, God gives back 10 times <laughs> at least. But yet it's true. That's one of the signs that you know that you are getting back more than you give. Something was very humbling. You know, you know Father Joe would never... We have these moments we're going to talk more about later on in the program, but those, I call them sometimes peak moments of the priesthood, you know, in the confessional, uh, working with people in some of the most serious, significant moments of life, whether it's their greatest joys or some of their deepest hurts or disappointments. When I'm in those moments and I'm acting as priest for this person, I think to myself, you know, how, even though I'm giving of myself is totally, I think to myself, how humbling is this privilege, this blessing, that who am I to be so privileged to be in this moment with this, this precious intimate moment with this person where, where I am with them in, as, as they're bearing their soul, you know, in the most private, intimate aspects of their lives, whether it's their, their prayer life, their life with God, their deepest joys or some of their deepest hurts and sorrows and deep, dark secrets, whatever it is, you're there with them. And I think to myself, what, what a payback on God's part in a sense you know no matter what I'm giving the fact that I can be there in that moment is a privilege that truly makes me sense and live this this getting back so much more when we return we're going to talk more about vocation and the priesthood with our special guest my cousin proud to say Father Joseph Loya I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion And to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. 
That's ByzantineCatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. The Tabor Life Institute, which is dedicated to the formation and education in the theology of the body. To find out more about the Tabor Life Institute, you can go to TaborLife.org. That's TaborLife.org. Especially if you're interested in conferences and retreats, in particular for youth, young adults, and also for those of you who speak Spanish. That's TaborLife.org. You're listening to Father Thomas Lawyer on Light of the East. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya, host, and I'm here with our special guest, Father Joseph Loya. That's right, you heard it. I'm not stuttering or repeating myself. It's Father Joseph Loya here with Father Thomas Loya. And by the way, Father Joseph Loya, you are a professor at Villanova University, right? Tell us just a little about that. Villanova University is a Catholic university founded in 1842, just outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It makes it the oldest Catholic major education institution in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. It is uh, basically run by Augustinians or overseen by Augustinians? The president is Augustinian. Mm-hmm. The, um, from what I understand, and this was before my time, the university was uh, administered out of the house chapter of the Augustinians. Mm-hmm. But through the past half century or so, a uh, separate board of directors uh, was instituted uh, while retaining um, the presidency in as an Augustinian. And you teach what subjects there? I teach uh, two introductory sections of uh, what the freshmen are required to take. It's a survey course mm-hmm. in uh, history of Christianity and Christian theological themes. For the upper grade elective, I had to choose something for myself that would be something special. So Mm -hmm. I found out about a dozen years ago that the College of Arts and Sciences offered a certificate in Russian studies. Mm. And I thought to myself, hmm, if I could pitch a course called Religion in Russia that would supply the spiritual dimension of what they've been studying about the um, history and the language Mm -hmm. and political science of Russia. That would be my sort of ruse to uh, expose the students to Eastern Christianity, (laughs) uh, Eastern Christian thought, spirituality, uh, the liturgy of St. John Chrysostom, uh, the uh, spiritual life. Uh, monasticism, Eastern Mm -hmm. monasticism, since such a large percentage of Russians identify themselves uh, with the Eastern Orthodox Mm -hmm. Church. Very good. Well, let's go back to, you you had a thought just before the break about this idea of of vocation and gift of self and so Mm -hmm. on. Yes, we were uh, conversing about the give and take Mm -hmm. of our personal vocations. Uh, the second most asked question of me from my students after how did I 
choose to become <laughs> a priest. Uh, and we can pursue that uh, in a moment. But the second most is, what is my most rewarding, mm. richest, fullest experience in my uh, exercise of my vocation, my priesthood, uh, which is actually the Lord's priesthood. Yes. And uh, that, again, pertains to the sacrament of confession, of reconciliation, of being so privileged to be able to be the occasion to affirm the healing forgiveness that comes through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the peak moment is at that time where at the end of the conclusion of a very profound, sincere, worthy confession, to be able to assure that penitent that the next breath that they take and the next step that they take as they move away from this confession space is the first step and the first breath of a brand new life, mm -hmm. a new start, a new beginning in their relationship First of all, with their God, with their selves, mm -hmm. with the important, significant people that God sends into their lives, and even the passing total stranger. Um, and this sense of liberation, of relief, mm -hmm. of gratitude that uh, overwhelms the sincere, mm -hmm. penitent uh, I think that constitutes, you know, the one of the the prime paybacks, may I say, yes. in in this particular <laughs> uh, walk of vocation. Yeah, and I would certainly agree with that. that in my experience as well. And in fact, you know, Father Joe, it's like another way I would describe it is you a person comes to you know, this broken person that just is on the brink of despair mm -hmm. and so, so remorseful, so downtrodden. And yet that same person will walk away from that confession full of hope. Mm -hmm. Like I said, a renewed person. Actually see it in front of your eyes, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's also something you and I experience too. We're penitents too. I have, I have, first and foremost, <laughs> as we say in our liturgy, <laughs> yes. of all the sinners, I am the first. Yes, and yeah. I know this myself. You know, yeah. we've come uh, feeling at times a broken priest, you know? And yet mm -hmm. uh, through the ministry of another wonderful priest yeah I walk away as a priest mm -hmm. the way sometimes oftentimes uh, hopefully all the time my penitents walk away with a renewed hope it's mm -hmm. it is a new life when you walk away from that sacrament it's a amazing sacrament so people should go to confession more often to not because you're such terrible people or such great sinners, but to do yourselves a favor and do the priest a favor as well. <laughs> you know, you're granting that privilege to yeah. be so much priest in that moment. Similar moments are in in very like times of great joy or great crisis or counseling or even anointing of the sick. You know, being with people during the times of sick and dying, of families and. Mm -hmm. You know, Father Joe, I had this experience on an airplane one time. This young lady was sitting next to me, and I could tell she was, I think she was Iranian, and I'm not sure if she was Muslim or if she was uh, or just secular, but she wasn't Christian, and I suspect she's probably a Muslim. And partway through the flight, she asked me, she said, she turned to me and said, because I was wearing my collar, and she said, um, how do you describe what you are? 
of what you do. And I'm thinking, my goodness, how do I put the mystery of the priesthood in one, how, the, one sentence or explanation this person can understand? So I thought about it, and all I could say to her was, well, I guess the best way I can sum it up right now is that I am with people in the most significant moments of their lives. And she said, oh, okay. And then the flight went on, and we were landing, and she was starting to get off the plane, started to walk down the aisle. She turned around, and she looked at, back at me, and she said, you know what you said about being with people in the most significant moments of their lives? That's, that's something that's got me thinking. And she yeah. said goodbye and yeah. continued on. I'm sure still thinking. Yeah, I hope, <laughs> I hope so. It's a valuable way to uh, invest one's thought. I would like to also continue on this idea of giving and receiving in this particular vocation. Uh, apart from the sacrament of uh, confession, of repentance, also, of course, the sacrament of the Eucharist. When I am distributing communion, I am getting nourished by the faith mm-hmm. of those who are receiving communion. Right. And um, that, too, is a sense of gratitude uh, that uh, I then go back to the altar and um, whisper my prayers of thanksgiving to the Lord mm-hmm. to continue the Eucharist, which, of course, means thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> yeah, these moments, uh, you know, all the moments of the priesthood are, are a tremendous mystery, and they're well well beyond ourselves, or that you know you feel a profound sense of being unworthy. But there are these I like to call them peak moments, the, the mm-hmm. moments when you really, really, really feel like you're just overwhelmed or just just awestruck by the mystery of it. That you were you were privileged to be called to be a part of so great a mystery, a mystery of of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like for instance with the Eucharist and of the sacraments, but yet a mystery of this these persons' lives that you were you were a part of and. And the fact that you can help connect the two, you know, sort of a conduit between them and, and God. May I ask, Cousin Tom, how is it that you discerned your vocation? Well, that would take probably another 10 shows huh? for all <laughs> both of us, probably. <laughs> but uh, briefly, I would say that um, uh, it was never remote from my mind, because, of course, we grew up in the church, a family that was in the church, and we come from priestly families. So it was not never totally remote in my mind, the possibility, but began thinking about it more and more seriously as I was in college, in art school, in fact. And, and I'll tell you one thing that really, I could see, the thing that sparked my process of discernment in, in a serious way was your brother, Father John Loya, who invited me to chaperone at a, he was a young priest then, at, at a youth outing. And he asked me during that outing, he said, have you ever thought of becoming a priest? And that like flipped the switch. I said to him, yes, I have. And I hadn't really been thinking real seriously about it, but something was happening to me. And when he said that, it was like he touched that part of it. I just responded spontaneously in an honest way. Yes, I have. And from that point on began my official or serious discernment towards that, towards priesthood. Of course, we grew up in a, a priestly family, and it seemed to me that to be a loyal male was either to be a priest or to be a teacher. So I'm just <laughs> trying my best to be both. Um, for myself, I had a, a conversion experience in a sense. Uh, my older brother that you referred to, who's as always I've admired greatly, he always wanted to be uh, serve as, as a priest of God. Uh, it wasn't only until after uh, college, I was working mm-hmm. in a uh, summer job in your father's factory (laughs) and I had my life saved uh, and uh, it just sort of woke me up that 
the life that I'm living now, the time I'm living is gift. It's mm -hmm. uh, I shouldn't be alive right now. So what's the best way to use this time? And that's when I really started thinking that the best way to use this is to use it in service of the one who I think granted me this gift, this grace of extended life. And thank you for granting us the gift of yourself in our program today, Father Joseph Loya. Oh. And thank you for listening. The gift of yourself is listeners. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East's mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. Light of the East is produced by ADC Media. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the Light of the East. To find out more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue this program with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount would be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East 14610. Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610, Will Cook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K, Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God bless you and grant you many happy years. <laughs>